Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to MindMakers Live broadcast. This is Adit Kapadia, and together with me, I have Mohal Joshi, columnist, analyst, uh, and along with me, a resident Gujarati and a uh, um, uh, avid watcher of Gujarat politics. Mohal, uh, how does it feel? I mean, there is not a single day that we have uh, that's you know very nice and quiet in uh, Gujarat politics, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I recall like a month ago we were talking that uh, I was saying like that. Uh, Vijay Rupani will be completing five years of his term, like for sure, yeah. because it's too late in the game to change. But you never can know with uh, Amit Shah and Narendra Modi what they'll do. Also, hmm. if you remember, uh, I think if I look up the stats, I think he was going to be the third or the third longest CM very soon. But I guess that won't happen now. Or maybe he has just crossed that limit, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, he was going to be what five years or something like that in power. So um, yeah. But let me ask you this, Mohal. Uh, what? Okay. First of all, let's let's break this down, right? First of all, here's the uh, here's the thing. Gujarat, you have you had a period of instability. Narendra Modi being the CM of for about twelve years, but before uh, before and after, or not twelve years, uh, thirteen years, two thousand one October to two thousand fourteen. Before and after Narendra Modi, there was a period of long gaps. Right from the last CM to complete a full term before Narendra Modi was Madhusi Solanki in 1985. So mm -hmm. th there's that. But let's come to this. Why do you think, do you think Vijay Rupani's resignation was an impulsive decision that was just uh, broadcasted or you think this was well within plan? I mean, it's hard to tell at this point. Uh, I mean, the suddenness of the decision, because even like the rumors were like talking to even like BJP, people who were close to BJP, they said that uh, Vijay Rupani will complete his term. So I think nobody had so, had seen this coming, you know. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. So that 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 is that is the biggest that is the biggest thing, right? Like no one saw this coming, and no one knew how this was going to happen. This was going to happen, and but no one knew who the new CM is going to be. <laughs> that, that, that is that is that we are going to come, right? Because a anyone who tells you that Bupendra Patel, they knew who. I understand if they tell you who they knew who Bupendra Patel was, but if they tell you who they knew that Bupendra Patel was going to be the next CM of Gujarat, then they are absolutely flat out lying. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else to say, right? I mean, because start... no, the only thing I knew for sure was Nitin Patel was not going to be the CM yesterday. I said this and I was like, uh, people, uh, Republic was tweeting with sources and I was like, that sources is probably five WhatsApp groups, I think. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think Nitin Patel was going to be the CM. But you tell me, Mohan, do, do, what do you know about Bhupendra Patel? He's a one-time MLA. He's an Anandiben Patel confidant. That mm -hmm. name we haven't heard in Gujarat politics for five years. Although mm -hmm. he, one resident Gujaratis will tell you, you can never count Ben out. Anandiben has, you know, you can never count her out. She yeah. is one of the few ministers, I think the only minister, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe one of the few ministers that Narendra Bhai retained when from Keshubhai Patel's cabinet, right? So Bhupendra yeah. Patel is Anandiben Patel's confidant. Uh, he is an MLA from Ghatlodia, her old seat that she won in 2012. And Bupendra Patel Bhai won it by more than one lakh votes. It's a BJP stronghold, even though it's a Patidar dominated area and people said mm -hmm. agitation but it's still a BJP stronghold, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you make of that guy? I mean, uh, from what I read and heard, like I think he had served in various positions, like he was, uh, uh, he served with ORDA, right? Like the MDAVA, the Urban yes. Development Authority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, he's known to be like even not only close to Anand, the Anandiben camp, but also supposedly uh, 
close to uh, uh, Amit Shah and mm-hmm. also uh, from uh, some sources I heard like he's like a non-controversial guy. Yeah. So probably they wanted another person like Rupani who won't rock the boat, especially 15 months before the next elections. So, so that's what I that's what I keep telling people that this is this is essentially a very non-controversial. It's a very straightforward guy. That my four quick takes that I gave was that Bhupendra uh, Patel is a straightforward guy from and he's go, Narendra Modi is again going back to the Ahmedabad group that we we always talk about, right? Because uh, Rupani was very much from Saurashtra. The, the Saurashtra region, Rajkot, and so forth, and uh, you know, you you BJP was on a sticky wicket in Saurashtra, but you can the BJP's main gud or base is urban Gujarat. In Saurashtra and in Rajkot, we are, uh, or, I mean, in the Saurashtra area, it's BJP and Congress has always been 50-50. And they struggled a little bit in the last election with uh, um, with there being issues uh, around, uh, you know, farmers and so forth. And the, the, the seats were shared. But coming to coming to what 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 went behind the thinking of Vijay Rupani was again he was seen as a very clean uh, uh, administrator, a non-corrupt person leading a very um, uh, leading essentially a stable government. Won eight or nine by-elections, so this is a surprise that they would take out or they would tell Vijay Rupani to resign. Uh, it might have been of its own volition, but you know uh, they, they would be told to resign eight uh, eighteen months before an election. And such a crucial election because I think this is going to be BJP's toughest election. Uh, yeah, I in, think. In, uh, yeah. So let me correct. It's actually even 15 months, not even 18 months, because we are in September. So in December. Correct. So yeah, I mean, essentially yeah, yeah. your campaigning starts in November. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, probably like early next year, by in six months, they will the campaigning will start in Gujarat. You know. Right, right. So, but what do you what do you make out of this? Like, why do you think he was told to? Why do you think he was told to? Was it because to replace some sort of an anti-incumbency, or you think it was it was a, a deeper political move where uh, you wanted to uh, the 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 ticket distribution, the MLAs, the factions were all you know they're like let's put in a non sort of controversial face from Ahmedabad who unites all the factions, so to speak, because there are factions. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. It's very early days to know uh, what mm. happened. I mean, everybody was blindsided by this decision. Like nobody knew saw this coming. So it's very hard to speculate. The only thing I can know, like knowing the history of uh, what uh, Narendra Modi has done with Gujarat. I mean, at least like I think one third of MLAs have been dropped every uh, every every five years. I mean, it can be sometimes even higher than 30 to 40 percent. So to beat mm. anti-incumbency, they have been replacing MLAs. Now, this would be something interesting that you replace mm. a incumbent chief minister to replace anti-incumbency. That would be something unheard of, like, you know. Mm. Uh, but I mean, this is n- par for the course that a lot of MLAs will be dropped. I would say, like, out of the 100 odd MLAs, I think easily 30, 40 might be dropped again this time just to beat anti-incumbency. Probably, probably. And, uh, uh, I, I, and this is what I was saying, that it's not just him resigning. It's the entire cabinet uh, council of ministers resigning or which which happens and there'll be new swearing in. But this time it seems like none of them will be even retained or not all of them is, are going to be retained. Right. So I don't know where uh, where all this stands. Um, now coming back to coming back to a major major point that uh, a lot of people have been asking me on twitter and i want to ad- address this how does this play out politically in gujarat because there is always a discussion about you know patel chief minister non patel chief minister how did you know this will happen and you know uh, what will what will go on 
Personally, I think uh, BJP has done a smart move because it, although Bhupendra Patel is a sim, uh, Patel chief minister, it's not a Patel face from uh, uh, the, the 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 north or the south Gujarat belt. It is or the Saurashtra belt. It's a very urban. Patel phase. Uh, Bhupendra Patel was in Oda, was in um, was in, uh, in in Ahmedabad Municipal Corporation in some role, and you know various other uh, places around that. So I was always of the opinion that it's either going to be an urban face or a face from Delhi, who is an MP that will be the Chief Minister of Gujarat. Unlike a lot of people who are saying that it will be this regional person, that regional person, I'm like, I don't think it will be there, and it will be someone non-controversial that that can. Directly report to uh, Narendra Bai. Yeah, and Amit Shah. And I'm well, yeah, hopefully, right? Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, obviously, both of them. But um, uh, but but that's 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 that seems to be the thing. We have a couple of questions. Uh, uh, first one is kind of a funny one. Like, uh, where am I from, Gujarat? For people who don't understand Gujarati, uh, I am from Ahmedabad, uh, so very much the the heartland of all the action that's happening in Gujarat. The second one is uh, more pertinent to the political point that he says that do you think the BJP has a chance in the 2022 Gujarat elections. Um, it's a this is a tough question, right? Because I think the BJP right now has a chance. Historically, BJP has done very well in uh, elections, as we know. But BJP's stronghold in Gujarat always has been urban Gujarat, where they get about sixty percent of where they have an insane strike rate. So urban Gujarat yeah. has about forty percent of the forty forty five percent of the Gujarat seats, and BJP has a seventy to eighty percent strike rate in those yeah. seats. And when you have that. It doesn't matter how badly you do in rural Gujarat. Even if it's 50-50, they're going to get a two-thirds majority. And that's what they've been doing. Also, a lot of ex-Congress leaders who have come to BJP, who are local strongmen, they have accommodated them with tickets and so forth. And it seems like they have been performing well. They've won all eight by-elections. So for Rupani to leave after the by-election is kind of sh shocking for me as well. Yeah, I think... Um... Uh, I would like at, at current situation, like I would say, like it is a better situation than in 2017. Even in 2017, if you remember some of the uh, the lower level elections like Nagar Palika and uh, I think even the Panchayat elections, like Congress was doing very well, which was like a barometer of what was going to happen in 2017, where Congress ran BJP quite hmm. close. But I think this time... What we have seen is with the by-elections winning and even the rise of AAP is also a factor because it cuts into the anti-BJP vote. So I think I expect BJP to do better than last time. Like, I mean, last time they got like just under 100 seats. So as of today, I mean, things can change. I mean, you could have another, God forbid, another wave of the pandemic, which I don't think is coming. But, you know, there are a lot of uncertainties with 15 months in like politics. But I think they should do better than uh, uh, the last time's election. You know, that's what my thinking is absolutely absolutely but uh so i think that they, they will do better they will do i think they will do they will do a lot better if 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 it's possible and um here is here is my here is the most interesting part about that right in gujarat you also have this other factor of Ahmadmi party right uh one of the questions that we got is uh that AAP is trying um a lot this time is and if it was true i don't think amadmi party uh amadmi party has much of a chance in gujarat it may have like it may just do like some sort of a you know uh uh, 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 uh here and there and like in surat really it was not a vote for amadmi party it was a vote for uh, uh 
uh, it was a vote essentially for the communities that the Amadmi Party had uh, uh, sort of you know reached out to and so forth. So so we have to we have to look at how this goes. Um, coming back to Congress. Congress, the problem with Congress in Gujarat is it does not have a single leader, right? So right now, even though you had uh, Bhupendra Patel coming in, right, essentially there was unanimity uh, amongst different factions of BJP. Vijay Rupani was the one to nominate Bhupendra Patel. Within Congress, you are you are not finding newer leaders. You are not finding a Vijay Rupani or a Bhupendra Patel coming up. It's the same five people who keep rotating and rotating the yes. chairs. So that is why even though BJP might be in a little bit of a crisis or BJP might be in a little bit of a sticky wicket in some parts of Gujarat, Congress will never be able to capitalize because they never, they never have the leaders to take BJP on. Yeah, I mean, speaking of stick, sticky cricket, I always give this cricket metaphor that see, like if someone loses a match, either they played badly mm -hmm. uh, and lost the match, or the other team played so well that you know they couldn't match the performance. In 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 the Gujarat context, I always say like you know it's mostly like Congress losing the match rather than BJP winning the match. It's like the more the incompetence of Congress to put up a credible leadership and uh, agenda. I mean, they mm -hmm. did run. BJP closed last time around because of the Patel agitation and the uh, the new uh, the three young leaders and uh, all of them creating an impact plus anti-incumbency collected over 20 plus years uh, but like still they weren't able to cross the hurdle so I mean if AAP starts eating like say even if AAP gets say 2% of the vote I mean which is like nothing right but if nothing. those let's say those 20 seats which uh, Congress won like with slim margins. I mean, I haven't the numbers in front of me, but I can look it up and tweet later on. Like mm -hmm. even if it cuts, like if those twenty seats can easily jump uh, jump to BJP, and it will, or maybe let's say like two three seats to up and like mm -hmm. fifteen seats to BJP, which gives them like comfortably over hundred. So like mm -hmm. up is like growing in strength is like uh, harmful for Congress rather than anything. So like Congress should Absolutely. try to keep try to corner as much of the anti BJP vote, and there is like a forty percent base there. But in mm -hmm. a, a forty percent base does new does you nothing in a two party contest because in the two party contest, right, right, absolutely, absolutely. So then moving moving forward to moving forward to the other question that we we are uh, we, we are getting, and I'm I'm getting a couple of questions on Twitter about what does this mean? What does this mean for you know? Are there various factions at play in Gujarat now with the rise of Bhupendra Patel? I think it's the contrary is true. Even though he's perceived to be close to Anandibhai Patel, I personally think Mr. Uh, Mr. Shah was on board. Amit Shah was on board on this decision, uh, and I think uh, it's it's more of a non-controversial Gujarat Chief Minister. I wouldn't be surprised if we are seeing a new face in Gujarat starting next uh, after the next election after BG, if the bjp wins the next election in one and a half year um interestingly congress has also claimed that uh, because they did some yatra in august and september vijay rupani resigned i was like that is the funniest news i have ever read but I actually everybody's uh, claiming right like did you see that i think i, I sent you that uh, tweet by amadmi party who said like oh we did something in Uttarakhand and mm -hmm. they replaced the CM and we they started our mm -hmm. campaigning in uh, Gujarat. So like, you know, it's a credit to AAP that they started campaigning in this election bound state. So the uh -huh. CMs are getting replaced. So on a lighter note, then the Texas Repub Texas Democrats and the uh, U.S. National Republicans should read out, reach out to Arvind Kejriwal if see if he can impact Greg Abbott or Joe Biden because they <laughs> seem to be they seem both of them seem to be going at at, at, uh, at each other. But no, on a serious note, right? Let's 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 take it back to Gujarat. Uh, there are four big regions in Gujarat. One is North Gujarat, which includes the Mesana. Uh, 
Mesana uh, Banaskanta Sabarkanta belt, you know, mm-hmm. I would also put Kutch in with that, although Kutch is our own region itself. Mm-hmm. Second is South Gujarat, where the BJP president CR Patil is from, the Surat Nausari uh, region. Mm-hmm. And then the third region is the, the Ahmedabad, Baroda, Central Gujarat region, Surendranagar. And the last and the biggest, most important, one of the most important regions is Saurashtra where you have Jamnagar, Rajkot and so forth, where Mr. Rupani was from. So one of the questions that we've gotten is, does this mean that it is uh, it, BJP has put itself on a very vulnerable spot in Saurashtra? And to that, I would say yes, but I don't think BJP putting itself in a vulnerable spot in Saurashtra was to do, do anything with Rupani because uh, I don't think Vijay Rupani was this pan-Saurashtra leader in the same way as maybe someone like a Keshu Bayogos. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, uh, he did not have any like huge power base of his own. I think that was one of the reasons he was picked that to not upset yeah. the apple cart, yeah. uh, especially like 15 months before a tough election in 2017. Right. So, and then they wanted somebody not from the Anandi Ben camp when she was yeah. replaced, yeah. somebody yeah. who would be like, uh, like, you know, more, who would not like create uh, havoc, like, you know, something we see like in Punjab with. Uh, uh, Sidhu and uh, the Captain Amarinder camps, right? They're, they're constantly like this infighting. So BJP, like the good part is that <clears throat> that they have, they don't have uh, uh, like in infighting like as bad as like what's happening in Punjab with the Congress party. You know? Mm, absolutely uh, but but let's 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 go back to electoral because ultimately it goes to that right do you think uh, do you think uh, bjp will come back to that we got a one interesting question about how does bjp beat anti incumbency even with an in, in the absence of a strong leader like narendra modi which is a very interesting question right so uh, mohan you want to take that first and then uh, then i'll jump on that question <laughs> I would say it's like more due to uh, incompetence of Congress than the brilliance of BJP. That's so it's a dialogue I can I can I've been using for five years and it still holds true that it's not like BJP is like outstanding performance in Gujarat. There is like some amount of dissatisfaction, but the Congress just like does own goals after own goals and uh, uh, absence of a strong leader just creates more trouble for it. I mean, this should be. Uh, winning BJP, right? I mean, we have 25 years of, uh, I think like 25 right now, I mean, 97 mm-hmm. when uh, the Shankar Sivagila faction was in power, right? I mean, after that, it's been BJP all along. So like, I mean, a whole, I mean, if you think of it, like a whole generation has grown up uh, in, uh, not even seeing like a non-BJP power. I think that was one of the reasons that in 2017, the younger generation, the 18 plus, like the young millennials were willing to vote for Congress because they did not know like what was the uh, the days under the Congress rule. So they said like, okay, why not give them a chance? You know, and yeah. there was like, right. like, like, if, like, like they had no perspective at all, you know. Okay, so so yeah, th- th- that is true. And then BJP has had a very interesting sort of thing in Gujarat where you had Shankar Si Vagela, Keshubhai Patel, Narendra Modi, all stalwarts, right? Um, leaders. And then since then, you have not had in that. So it, th- there is always uh, in Gujarat, there is a concept called the scope. Right or decade, if I if I were to translate that, and there is always a decade where you have these strong leaders, and then where you have a decade of you know the 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 second generation slowly rising up. And I won't say that 
the leaders right now of BJP are you know not in the, uh, like weak leaders or anything. They've been they've been pretty strong in their own guards and stuff. It's just that when you have pan-state leaders like Keshubai and Narendra Bhai and so forth. It just becomes hard for them to keep up. By the way, I have to put in a shout out to people on SoundCloud who are going to listening who are going to be listening to this broadcast as a past post and so forth. Uh, you can please send in your questions, tweet them to us, or comment, put them in our, our SoundCloud comments or YouTube comments, and uh, we'll we'll try to take them up in a follow uh, broadcast. This unfortunately I can't do live on YouTube and SoundCloud. So for lives, you'll have to come to our MindMakers YouTube page and all our Live listeners, please like the stream and subscribe. Uh, that will really help. Uh, and you know, uh, uh, we will come back with more an analysis on this. But uh, coming back, the stream is not ending, guys. We still are going on for another fifteen or twenty minutes. We still want to discuss uh, various aspects of this shocking move. Let's come back to Nitin Patel, right? Um, mm -hmm. Nitin Patel had been the finance minister, had been the home minister number two in Rupani's cabinet. Do you? Did you ever think Nitin Patel had a chance? Because uh, Delhi media seemed to suggest that Bhai Nitin Patel to So only two people, only two entities were really uh, talking about Nitin Patel. One was very seriously the Delhi media. The other was Gujarati WhatsApp. And I don't want to talk about the WhatsApp memes about <laughs> that, that have gone around. So let's talk about it. And he's a senior leader and stuff, but he was never yeah, the yeah. for chief minister. I mean, his chance was 2015, right? I mean, five years ago. Or 16, mm -hmm. sorry. I mean, I might have the mm -hmm. dates wrong. So mm -hmm. when did Rupani become the chief minister? 15 or 16? 16, 16, 16, five 16. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, his chance was in 2016. Mm -hmm. I think this time, I mean, if he wasn't made last time, I mean, as the years go by, I mean, uh, it would become harder and harder for them to pick a old name like Nitin Patel. Yeah, and I think the biggest problem is it's not even that. It's about he represents a very small area of North Gujarat around the Mehsana side, right? Whether he has the same appeal uh, in South Gujarat, because even people think that the Patidar vote is a monolith. It is not. I've written mm -hmm. this when the whole Hardik Patel agitation was there, that there is a uh, the Kadwa Patels, the Patel, Leva Patels. Within, within Patels as well, there are various things. And I cannot emphasize this enough. Most Gujarati commentators don't talk about it. Delhi commentators suddenly have certainly have no idea about this. So you cannot just say that because Bhupendra Patel came, all the Patels will go to BJP. And there is also another thing that when there was a Patilar agitation, we have seen that a lot of non-Patel castes right and uh, have actually co ended up coalescing around bjp so there is that dynamic also right so you you cannot just deny um, counter polarization if there is polarization because hardik patel represents a very or used to represent very small right now i don't even know who hardik patel represents or where is hardik patel he was supposed to lead, lead gujarat congress into uh, some sort of you know like a, a, a their version of an olympic gold, gold medal he has led them down to irrelevance back again so i don't understand i mean did he was. did he resign is he still the gujarat congress chief or did he resign i guess I, no one knows who the, I don't think so. I think he resigned and, and no one knows what really happened uh, with Hardik Patel, but he was supposed to be this in charge for the five or six by election, uh, eight by elections. And he did, they were in a single seat, right? Yeah. So it was, it was a, an abysmal performance. Um, I mean, if you and, think of the, sorry, like if you think of the three yeah. big,
big uh, young leaders i mean which were they just, i mean congress had just outsourced its campaign like uh, tragically with tragic consequences in the last election to the three hmm. young leaders right alpesh thakur uh, hardik patel <laughs> and jignesh <laughs> mewani jignesh mewani yeah yeah mewani so like yeah. i mean uh, which is like i mean they just thought okay like you know we'll win on their backs and they they fell short i mean if they had taken charge maybe they could have won last time but i think those three are like almost nowhere to be seen nowadays i mean they were in the news pretty much uh, every month like 5 years ago mm-hmm. Hmm. no absolutely no and 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 here is the thing i have always said this on previous podcasts on my pieces that if they really want to win gujarat with jignesh mewani good luck like really jignesh mewani represents an ideology that's not even uh, uh, represented by one or one and a half percent of gujarat jignesh mewani won his seat i believe a congress congress did not put up a candidate in yeah in he, he, he ran as an independent yeah and you if you really want to know how the congress workers feel about jignesh mewani please go to i think he won from vadgam please go to yeah, vadgam yeah. talk to people talk to the congress cadres talk to gujarat congress leaders offline and they will have very interesting words to say none of which i can repeat on this live broadcast not tweet about about their their words not mine i haven't even met jignesh mewani but they are not at all happy that congress gifted away the seat to jignesh mewani because the, the the thing is you know jignesh pivani alpesh thakur and hardik patel are leaders created in delhi because they thought ki kejriwal aa gaya to hum har jagah kejriwal paida karenge right and uh, since we can't gujarat is not a state where you can win with activists if if that was the case then tista setalwad would have been the cm of gujarat because tista <laughs> setalwad congress promoted tista setalwad like anything and tista setalwad is nowhere to be seen right i mean i mean she was everywhere in gujarat so uh, i so i don't understand why they thought that they would win uh, that our our good friend uh, kishore is asking a very uh, important <laughs> question uh, uh, with our beating into the congress votes and bjp's position continuing to be strong was the whole exercise in maxing out the 26 seats in gujarat lok sabha polls um i don't think so i i think uh, i think i uh, uh, 26 seats they may or may not get irrespective of whoever the gujarat chief minister is let's not forget they you, i mean even when anandiben patel was the cm in 2016 17 and there were questions and so forth if there was a lok sabha election held narendra modi would have won easily like all 26 um this time i think it's going to get tougher and tougher because demographics uh, are playing a uh, role as well in certain seats and i think uh, th- there is going to be some level of anti incumbency typically narendra bhai has always uh, uh, replaced a lot of sitting mlas uh, or sitting mps as well MPs, i don't yeah. know if no no but mlas as well in gujarat elections i mean oh, yeah, yeah. as i mentioned 30, earlier on the yeah. 30 40% are easily replaced i mean that's how he beats anti incumbency over the years right exactly so i don't know what will happen but let's so right now alpesh thakur i think joined bjp and was given a ticket he lost the polls uh, i think from radhanpur if i'm not mistaken i was uh, I, i i i thought it was a bad idea anyways to give him a ticket but uh, care you know whoever decided they decided but what do you make of these uh, the delhi media still about gujarat 20 years later do they still not get what gujarat represents probably like on a macro level they get it little bit but the micro level as you mentioned like the kadwa patel versus the leva patel like mm-hmm. stuff like that they don't get i mean that's true with every state i mean unless you are like uh, residing in the state i mean it's hard to get the all the intricacies 
of a state like you know hmm. Hmm. and well not well it's not the intricacies of the state i think the main problem about gujarat is that they don't understand a basic thing that from 2000 Two, three, four, five onwards, they ran a very sustained campaign, which was, which is, and was embedded in the psyche of the Gujaratis, saying that yes, you have chosen for X, Y, Z. Yes, you have chosen for this, but we'll not discuss why you chose for it. You, we'll go. We are going to label you as some sort of these, um, you know, bigots and X, Y, Z, and all sorts of names that we were called, right? So I think that's that 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 is where all this set in, right? And then they ended up going and interviewing the same people, right? You are still interviewing the activists. You are still interviewing the uh, uh, old Congress leaders. Like I, I remember every time Rajdeep, Barkha, all of them come came to Gujarat, they were interviewing the same people they have done every five years. And I, I was there was this guy, a political scientist called Achyut Yagnik. Okay, he has never got one election right in the last 19 years that <laughs> I've read him. He's been writing for a lot longer than that. And I'm saying this on record. Read his columns, right? Every five years, either India Today, NDTV, or at that time it used to be headlines headlines today, CNN and IBN would call him or, or someone, and they would he would make predictions about how Modi is going, how BJP is gone. How last time was the only time I said that BJP had a tough battle on hands because it was Saurashtra, it was either 50-50 or 60-40 to Congress, and they had to do really well to retain urban Gujarat. And in the end, Ahmedabad and Surat saved them. Had they yeah. not gotten those 27-25 seats in Ahmedabad, Gujarat, or even 10 less, that was it. So this time also, the, 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 a lot of people are like, why has, have they picked a leader from Ahmedabad boss? They are seeing the writing on the wall that ultimately they have to max out in Ahmedabad, Surat, Baroda and Rajkot. And also like uh, coming back, some people have quoted like, uh, <clears throat> like, like in the Karnataka, they went back to a Lingayat leader who was like their core constituency. So this could be a case where like they went back to the uh, Patel chief minister who is their core constituency, you know. Uh, yes, but then it's not just the Patels who are the core constituencies, also, right? Because you have yeah. you yeah you have yeah you have support from all of them, but they're just like trying to shore up like some of the anti-incumbency. I mean, they would be it's a much larger thing. Like it's also about the personality of the, uh, but obviously like caste does play a little bit of a factor. Not as much exactly. as it used to, but like little. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, uh, last 10 minutes, guys. So please send us your questions very quickly. Uh, we're, we're getting many questions coming in. Uh, someone, uh, you know, uh, the, the one person asked a very interesting question about uh, representation, right? Like representation in Gujarat, like no one, you know, people, uh, people always talk about minorities and stuff. No one was talking when Vijay Rupari technically was from Jai, uh, was a Jain, yeah. you know, from a minority community is a Jain. So, uh, uh, Shout out to whoever said that, but I, 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 he's the classic example why people all this minority majority discussion is you know is only done from a very activist view point of view and not from a political point of view, not from what what is the ground reality of Gujarat and uh, ground reality of uh, certain states. But in the last in the last 10-15 minutes, I want to focus a little bit on what the future holds, right? You you have 10 seats. I mean, sorry, not 10 seats. You have 182 seats that go uh, that go to polls. BJP won about 99 last time. Now their number is up to 112 and Congress went from 82 to about 70. Uh, the halfway mark, the magic mark is 91 really if you look at and i don't look at by elections because they tend to favor the party in power always right let's let's so let's look at the 
the elections uh, let's look at the elections that uh, that are going to happen next year and let's take 99 as the as the benchmark right um with congress having this you know scorched earth strategy of having activists people like hardik patel and so forth they are they don't even pose a challenge in 70 or 80 of those seats that represent urban gujarat out of which they are maximum at most going to get about 20 25 and so forth right so where do you view this like where do you view this going do you view this bjp repeating their 100 100 or bjp getting 99 again so as i said like few minutes ago i think um, right now what it seems that they will do better than 2017 for sure you think so? things could change yeah yeah i i personally think uh, um i i personally think and this is uh, i'm i'm putting i'm putting on two limbs i think they're going to repeat 2017 right now if the elections are held today they will it will be very difficult for bjp to cross 100 um but it will be very easy for them to cross 90 for people who just think this is 10 seats you know so why are you saying that because because there are some seats in gujarat that are so marginal so when you see bjp congress vote difference 10 you automatically think or 8% ke bhai you know this is going to be a two third majority but that's not how gujarat works there are seats in ahmedabad and surat where bjp wins, wins by 1 lakh votes right and there are seats in saurashtra kutch north gujarat south gujarat that that are decided by 1000 votes 5000 votes 4000 votes so if a bjp leader if bjp loses five seats in saurashtra by 5000 votes each that they have lost by 25000 votes but if they win Two seats in Ahmedabad by one lakh each. They they have gotten one lakh seventy five thousand votes more than Congress, but the Congress would have won five two. If you look at just those seven seats. Yeah, I mean, see, like when I say like they'll do better, they, they so what I say better is it's not like I'm saying like they win like twenty one twenty or one fifty seats. Like they could be winning one hundred. Anything above nineteen is like hundred or above. So it hmm. it might be not be a greater amount, but see, like if I look at the numbers, if I distinctly remember last time. BJP mm-hmm. dropped like what 16, 17 seats, right? They were at 115, mm-hmm. and they dropped two. So they dropped 16 seats. So mm-hmm. theoretically, one might think that oh, you know what, BJP would have lost vote share, but you know the BJP vote share went up, went up by one percent last time. Yeah, no, no. So yeah. last last year it did, yes. But then also this time no, no, you have se- uh, sorry, ha, go on. Yeah. In 2017, 2017, but what happened up is like Congress. Mm-hmm. I think its vote share went up like uh, I think like. i don't know if you can, maybe you can look it up like 2 or 4% so hmm. what happened is that the third vote i mean hmm. this is what had happened like in the last 5 years like the hmm. third party or the independents their vote compresses most of it goes to bjp sorry most of it goes to like the uh, the bjp opposition so hmm. what ends up happening is that uh, in 2014 cycle hmm. to maybe up to gujarat 2017 what hmm. ended up happening is like that vote uh, was bit split up so bjp used to get even with lesser vote share they used to win lot of seats from yeah. 17 to today the opposite was happening the mm. the third party vote is getting compressed and is all going mm. to anti congress so bjp might remain stable but they mm. win lot, lot less seats and then people might say oh why is bjp not doing good but it's not like bjp is dropping massively Yeah. but now i think if app comes in i think the opposite will happen like again the third party if it expands the vote it is mm. going to come at the cost of congress so that's why i think and this by elections have seen i think that's why i think bjp will win more than 99 because app will start eating into the congress vote share this is a very interesting question do the muslims of gujarat vote for bjp so historically i have seen the percentage that of the muslim vote that bjp has received this is based on survey and stuff has gone up 
a little bit uh, in the last uh, 10 years or 12 years comparatively i don't think overwhelmingly they do overwhelmingly the vote still goes towards the congress but i think from a maybe a 95 5 or a 90 10 split i think we are looking at close to being it being like 85 15 or a 80 20 split or something but it's never going to happen at least in this election or next that it's going to be a sudden dramatic shift or something it, and and also the whole argument or a defense about muslim vote going to bjp is also state elections are very local so many times it may happen that somebody uh, some local uh, leader of bjp might be more popular so a lot of local muslims might be voting for the local bjp but may not necessarily vote for bjp in councillor elections and so forth so i i think again just like how i say that it is wrong to assume that patels are a monolith it is also wrong to assume that the muslims of gujarat all vote in the same pattern right so and and again that, that is something that i get so angry because delhi media loves to uh, talk about that i mean they don't talk about uh, khadia jamalpur that bushan bhat won last time uh, which i think has more than 40% muslim population uh, bushan bhat won in 2012 i don't know i forget who won in 2017 maybe he won again or someone else right so it's 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 a very misconception it's a mis- misconception and uh, that, so that is my thing but um, getting to our last 5 or 10 minutes closing comments uh, coming back to our, uh, our hardik patel right <laughs> what uh, what do you think what do you think holds the uh, what do you think is the future for gujarat congress i think last time they nominated an interesting character with the name of paresh dhanani he was a popular leader uh, uh, what do you think will uh, happen with that i mean there's so much infighting in congress uh, gujarat congress over the i mean whoever they nominate the question is will everybody rally behind him like i mean that's the only way to dislodge bjp from gujarat i mean if you see like uh, when uh, bupendra patel's name was uh, announced like uh, it was a unanimous decision like everybody stood behind him now the mm. question is like the many times like there's lot of infighting and some of the as i said like self goals in gujarat are congress are just caused by the gujarat congress leader i mean they have to nominate one leader and get behind him wholeheartedly i mean mm. that would be the best chance to defeat otherwise it will be just a another like a round of soul searching post 2022 otherwise nay <laughs> so, uh, so the uh, vinod mehta who is as pro congress as it gets uh, from outlook that i remember i was watching arnab's broadcast uh, uh, in 2000 uh, after 2012 election and mr chidambaram said that congress went up from 61 to 63 or something and it was it's like so we have gone up and bjp has lost three seats so uh, vinod mehta uh, said that by this logic good Congress will definitely be in power in two thousand one hundred and twenty-two. He said. He said they come back to power in Gujarat in like one hundred years. So yeah. that is and, that, that is and, the reality. And another thing is, Congress needs to take the AAP threat seriously. See, AAP might not win lot of seats, but they said hmm. this third vote, which got squished and went all to hmm. Congress massively, hmm. if it if it even slides back one or two percent, I mean. they could easily i mean they won what 77 right last time plus maybe mm. one independent they could mm. easily go below 70 i mean they they need to go up by 12 i mean mm. not 12 actually like 71 77 yeah i mean maybe 12 they needed like 12 15 more seats so i mean this 
this swing seats are going to be i mean i don't know if ncp is contesting all those things i'm mean, ncp to yaar ncp only gets that kanthal jadeja and a couple of other seats that boski patel uh, i'm not making that name up he's called jayesh bhai patel boski so uh, <laughs> if for people who don't know and uh, and my 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 folks at mind can tell will tell you how many uh, uh, how many crazy election uh, uh, weird trivia things uh, i'm aware of uh, <laughs> my, my 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 usual live witness for all this was sunan Uh, is uh, you know Sunanda will tell you that he'll know this weird <laughs> weird MLA uh, people. Yeah. Um, but but anyways, uh, this is an important question we get. Do you think there can be an AAP Congress coalition post election which can stop BJP from forming the government? Uh, I so for that first of all, uh, good question. For, for for that they need to win enough seats in, in the starters. But. Uh, whether there will be a pre poll alliance or not actually if congress really wants to be creative and out think out of the box they have to form a pre poll alliance with either ncp and aam aadmi party the reason being uh, you you basically have to admit what sharad pawar said right you cannot be this old zamindar who still holds yeah. to this uh, power and i have a lot of differences with pawar but he is an astute observer of the reality on the ground and uh, pawar and praful patel last time also in 2004 Uh, 19 or 14 Lok Sabha. They said they only ask for one Lok Sabha seats, and they ask for two or three MLA seats. And the NCP wins those two MLAs without the Congress also. So technically, if they got those four or five MLA seats in Saurashtra and especially the Charotar band, a few votes would have transferred. And I think Shankar Si Vaghela is now in the NCP. So before every election, uh, every Gujarat observer has this uh, running bet <laughs> going on. Where will Shankar Si Bapu go? Or, or, or stay out? Or stay out? Or stay out, or will he come back to the BJP? Because unka dil abhi bhi BJP mein hi hai. He is still a very, he is still a swam seva kind heart. If if you don't believe me, watch the speech that he gave to say farewell to Narendra Modi in 2014 at the Gujarat Assembly. Uh, as I always joke, this is probably a bigger, uh, better farewell than a BJP leader would give Narendra Modi. <laughs> and Modi knows it because him and Bapu share a very uh, uh, yeah long relationship, uh, long relationship uh, which is beyond politics also now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, bitter rivals uh, both both believed that uh, uh, you know ex, uh, both uh, cut each other out but care that's that's for another discussion maybe we'll have a history of gujarat politics discussion um, but I, i think you bring up a yeah. good point like see like bjp has like 49% of the vote i mean obviously the opposition can't corner the 51% of the vote but i think if aap rises like it will cut into congress which i, I can't stress this enough so if they have a pre poll alliance then they could uh, at least corner all the anti bjp vote and give serious headache to the bjp but i mean this is the question i said like even in 2019 on your podcast and other like kurbani dega kon i mean you know it's always a question like whether it's like uttar pradesh or Panj- i mean uh, delhi or like you know wherever like you know they always want an alliance or are we not Many other states, now maybe they might not be the best mm. examples, mm. but like you know, who will sacrifice the seats? And even in 2019, I mean, there were a lot of talk. Oh, we will BJP wants to call on with Congress, and they are asking mm. for way too many seats. And I mean, who someone has to sacrifice, so they have to make the larger picture that okay, we we want to get rid of BJP. We'll mm. give up a few seats, maybe like what, maybe more than what AAP wants. But if they can have a strategic alliance, they can uh, give real. Uh, fight to the BJP, but yeah, if they yeah. just simply contest against each other, they NCP, and I mean they will just ensure on one more BJP term for sure. 
what exactly exactly so so that that is the that is the closing statement sort of i have before i wrap up a couple of couple of things i think couple of key takeaways we have from this is first of all this is uh, a i think a reuniting of all factions of the bjp because after getting a unanimous sort of uh, leader uh, second i think this is going to throw up a very interesting challenge because you have a very non controversial uh, very sidha sada chief minister straight forward chief minister in uh, mr bupendra patel who is not going to be your probably he will campaign but he is not going to be this uh, campaigner that going to be so this election might turn out to be a very localized election and we might see a lot more of narendra bai in the next in the months to come in gujarat but what is going to be the most important is who we see in the cabinet of ministers do we see old timers like gordon zadafia and all of them coming back because these are all regional strong men and if they do this is going to be a very interesting homecoming from all of them yeah true any any closing comments you have mohal and any any last comments for our live <laughs> viewers guys please uh, write to us before we wrap up the, the broadcast we'll take in any last questions that you have mohal any 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 last comments any closing comments uh not really i mean the we have to see how the bjp does i mean hopefully mm. like with the pandemic and other situations mm. i mean uh, i i don't think there are any more local uh, lower level body polls uh, till the in the next 15 months in gujarat right like, yeah, i mean no, which, could be, which could be barometers on how the bjp could be but like if i compared like all the local polls the lower level the nagarpalika taluka mm. panchayat mm. bjp has done better than the 2017 cycle so I expect them to do better especially if there is no pre poll alliance with aap like because aap is cutting into congress so we'll have to see yeah. like i mean the bjp has to just make sure that they don't create any own goals in the next 15 months and uh, i mean they probably they will have like uh, the prime minister coming down for campaigning with his uh, speeches in gujarati so we to turn the tide correct absolutely well uh, that that sums it up guys i think uh, i think it's it's in interesting interesting times ahead i think uh, this is advantage uh, bjp right now but uh, it's going to be an interesting election probably the closest election in gujarat's history even in terms of vote percentages not because of uh, congress doing well but i think it's just going to be a fantastic uh, uh, you know humdinger uh, fight to the finish so we'll be bringing you all of it we'll be doing more lives on gujarat we'll be doing more lives on indian politics and we'll be doing uh, more on afghanistan and uh, others as well but as resident gujaratis when we see gujaratin news again it's very hard to pass up uh, on a discussion on <laughs> gujarat politics yeah. sorry even if it happens on a sunday morning i mm-hmm. i thank you all for joining us live with all your comments and stuff we'll be back next week with more or this week with more please write to us on mindmakers like the stream subscribe on youtube follow us on twitter like us on facebook and join our live streams thank you very much Thanks Adit